Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It's a beautiful day here where I am in the southeastern United States. It's beautiful, it's not scalding hot, and it's not raining. Um, those two things combined um, have been very regular around here. Don't know what it's like where you are, but hopefully you're doing well. No matter what's going on, no matter the circumstances of, of your individual life, the life of your family, the life of your region, your nation, and whatever little speck of dirt you dwell upon on this earth, I really do hope things are, are in favor of pushing you towards rediscovering the ancient way. There is much to unearth, as we're always talking about here on the program. If you want to stay up to date with anything that goes on here, of course, always keep your ear to pathtozion.com. And um, you can find an email subscriber list on there now that we mentioned the other day for the first time. If you want notifications via email instead of anything that comes up on your phone from the Podbean app, um, which you can put on any mobile device, um, so if you want to subscribe that way and be notified in email at your own discretion, that's a way to do it. Check us out on YouTube. We do have a handful of videos on there. Some are somewhat lengthy, but check those out as well. And as always, drop us a line at pathdesignpodcast at gmail.com. Listen, today, first of all, just a little life lesson here. I'm just the kind of guy where... Just life circumstances, creation, um, goings-on when you're out driving, um, just different circumstances, just in most cases, when I'm, when, when I'm spiritually, spiritually well and healthy and vibrant, I just see, man, I see spiritual principles within everything. Um, I know everybody's different, and some people call that a little bit ridiculous, a little bit too spiritual. I don't know how we can... Well, anyway, I won't get into all that. But just mere moments ago, I'm driving. And there is this construction-type truck sitting right off um, on the shoulder. Uh, right here on this relatively busy four-lane highway. Um, heavily populated. A lot of stores and things all around. And... Uh, He's just standing there by his truck like he's going to do something. And I, of course, don't know what he's doing. I slow down. Everybody's slowing down. And cars start to swerve in front of me. Um, and I realize as I'm coming up on it, he has probably like this 40-foot chain, you know, big industrial chain um, in the middle of the lane. And I run over it and didn't do anything other than just thump as I went over it. Um, and I look up in my rearview mirror and the guy's holding his arms up in midair and looking at me towards my truck. Like, I can't believe you ran over my chain. Uh, and I'm just like in my head, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I didn't even see it. You know, like your chain is in the middle of the lane I'm driving in with in tight constraints. I can't go anywhere. I didn't see it. I'm sorry. And I just started like chuckling to myself, like, you know, okay, so let's be real deep, right? Spiritual principles. 
so many, so many things in our life, if we're not careful, we'll push blame out on someone else. We'll shift blame, man. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll metaphorically speaking, we'll drop our chain in the middle of a road. It's entirely our fault. It's not a big deal. We're probably frustrated because of the circumstance. But somebody comes along completely ignorant to what's happened and is happening, runs over our chain, and we say, how dare you do that? I can't believe you just ran over my chain. And <laughs> the, the person, in this case me, but like in these, these ways of our life, the other person's like oblivious. It's not their fault. They're like, dude, I'm just cruising along here minding my own business it's your chain in the middle of the road. Why in the world are you mad at why are you mad at me? <laughs> and so I was just struck by that. You know, as one who's always, man, I'm just like always harping on just owning up to our own our own condition, <clears throat> our own issues. You know, man, I'm I'm fixing to turn 47 years old in mere days and man, I can't go blaming my parents and Pastor Larry and you know, Deacon Jamie, you know, my Sunday school teacher when I was in middle school. Come on now. Come on. There's got to be a time when we're like, you know what? Hey, it's my chain. You, you, it's not your fault, man. It's my fault. I'm just going to wait till traffic clears, go out, get my chain, be a man, throw it on my truck and drive down the road. You know, it's my, it's my responsibility. And so here, <laughs> Here's a tiny little life lesson. Somebody said something to me the other day. I can't remember who it was or where or whatever, but they were saying how they've listened to this guy or used to years ago that did like, I don't know, some Bible verse minute or something like that. And he would release a, it was probably a syndicated program or something of, of sorts, where he would release, you know, like, Something that I think this gentleman said was 60 seconds. Every time this guy would record a, a program, we'll say, um, a, a super snippet, it was like a minute. And that was this guy's thing. And uh, this brother was saying how he would just bring out these profound points and like, boom, and then it's done. And I'm just like, holy cow, how... <laughs> I could maybe do some stuff in 10 minutes, but... 60 seconds? Holy cow, how in the world does anybody do that? Man, that's, that's probably never going to be me. But the funny thing is, is I've been thinking, this is just 24 hours ago, I'm like, is there anything that I literally have the ability to do much more concise than I presently do? Um, most days in our house we do what I just called earlier in the year whiteboard teaching where you know, I just pick a verse for our household and, and, you know, teach my wife and son what what I see in it, what the Lord would say to us. And it made it online, I, and I, I get more feedback probably from that than anything else I do here in recorded form. Well, why? Let's just be honest. Because it's very short. It's very concise. It's very easy to just read chew on and go about your business. And so I don't know why I'm bringing all that up other than I just don't know that I'm going to be that that short, concise guy. And I want to share something today 
Oh, man, something that, that the Lord really showed me yesterday. I hope I can explain it even in any measure of what it really is meaning in my heart. I don't know. I, I've not had a lot of time. We had a long day yesterday that culminated in a very light, late night, and then I was up and out this morning. Oh, I've not had much time to chew on it yet. I journaled a couple pages kind of immediately in the the heart of the moment for me, which transpired during um, the worship time um, at the gathering yesterday that, that myself and my family, we were a part of. And um, I'm just going to try to be transparent and honest. And maybe if you listen to this program with any regularity, you probably think, well, you, you can quit reminding us of that. We, we got it. But there, there are always new listeners, and I just want to be clear. Um, I just want to, I want to, I want to present something in its rawness and in its genuineness, um, because we can always sway things in this favor or in that to shed light on something and make it look good and favorable, or we can, we can embellish it a certain way and make it look super spiritual, or we can really be harsh and critical. We can, we can, whether deliberately or not, we can try to sway someone else to look poorly upon a matter, a circumstance, a people. Um, I, I tend to, at least at the heart of it, at, at the heart, I want, I want to just allow, allow whatever it is that I share from my heart to be the, the raw condition that it is. The, the unedited, um, the unedited condition that it is that is not trying to persuade or embellish something in order to get you to, I don't know, be manipulated to feel what I'm feeling. I think when we talk out of sheer true emotion and true um revealing unveiling of the of the spirit of a matter and how God speaks to us teaches us admonishes admonishes us real life experiences as those maturing in Messiah being conformed into his image and likeness those things stand for themselves in their in in just in their trueness if we can make up a word in their genuineness, perhaps, is the way to say it. In just the way it comes. And so yesterday during um, the worship time, I'm just going to be, here we are, I'm just going to be honest. Like, I was really wrestling with even attending um, the services yesterday. Um, we've been sick for a you know a week and a half, almost two, and so we missed a gathering. Um, others were sick, so I missed a men's gathering. We live very far away from where we presently fellowship, and my heart was just feeling so disgruntled and disconnected, and like, I just want relationship, and I don't have it, and I'm asking the Lord questions, and I'm, and I'm, I'm trying to not be an emotion-based man, but hear the Spirit of the Lord, and man, I was just really wrestling. I was just really doing some, some internal, deep wrestling before the Lord, asking tough questions of Him. Not demanding he gives me answers and gives me clarity, but God, I need help. I need, I need your nearness. 
I need some, I need some, my prayer specifically to really let you just peer into my heart. My prayer specifically was, I need the unction of your spirit, God, to bring about and to breathe into my heart peace. Peace that passes my understanding because, man, my understanding, as I'm always saying on here, man, my understanding gets shaky. My perception gets muddied up. Even our emotions can be very swayable. And so we can't be moved by that alone. That's not our barometer of our life. We have to be blown about by the wind of the Spirit, set, secure, as we ask questions, as we, we are perplexed individuals when the things that are going on in our lives simply just don't seem to make sense. And we have what I would like to call, and I submit, is a rightful... Um, what's the word I've been landing on the last three, four days? Dissatisfaction. God, I'm just not, there's just something I know you've called me to, and you're calling me unto in greater measure that, God, I just don't see it right now. It's just not here. And boy, am I looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, oh man, I'm looking. But God, where are these things? Where are these attributes? Where are these qualities of of my life and the life of my household that I know you have given to me. They originated in you. They're sourced in you. But God, where are they? Why are they not coming to pass in my life? Or am I missing them? Is it here and I don't see it? Help my perception. Help my vision. And so, man, I've just, I've been in that place for a couple weeks. And is that very long? No, it's not. But Everybody's personalities are different, but like if you're like me, man, that's that's a whole lot of time that's being given to these areas of my life. Because it's not like, you know, if we're just a casual Christian, well, big deal. I prayed about that last Sunday. I prayed about that during my quiet time three weeks ago. But like if we're spiritual mature men seeking the face of the Father every day and practicing moment by moment to be literally changed, that metamorpho, that the metamorphosis that the scripture talks about, a literal shift of sanctification and holiness and 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 literally looking more like the sun in an hour than I look right now, then man, there's a lot of time spent laboring into these things. It's not simple. It's not casual. There's much to be done and much attention being given to it. So, man, sometimes for some of us, only two or three weeks is like, man, God, please speak. I'm seeking your face. And so, again, to be transparent, I just, in myself, I did not want to go yesterday. I did not want to go be a part of the assembly. I didn't. And this is when we need to be mature men and say, no, hey, whoa, whoa, I'm going. (laughs) I'm going. We're going. This is is who we are. This is not just what we do. This is who we are. And if part of my wrestling, to just share a tiny compartment of this, is is true relational overlap and and brotherhood and, and like communal shared life as as the body of Messiah, how ridiculous would it be 
and go as far as, let's use a strong word, how asinine would it be for me to stay home complaining about how I don't have enough brotherhood and body life relational interaction with others? But isn't that funny? That's what the flesh wants to do. Yeah, just stay home and grumble. Stay home and be miserable. Instead of what? Labor alongside the brethren to establish what we know is right, what we know is right in in the enduring. And so yesterday during the worship time, the Lord spoke to me some things and I just I'm convinced that this will speak to someone. I'm thoroughly convinced this is going to speak to someone, so please pay attention. Because it may be you, it may not be you. It may be one individual, it may be a hundred. We don't know, and that's not for me to decide. It's absolutely for me, and what I would say is that perhaps in measure, true for you. And this is what I like to always preface, preface with. Anytime where I say, I believe the Lord is saying something to some people. We've heard that a lot in the church. How men just, I would say a lot of times arrogantly, hey, thus saith the Lord. And boy, we just fling that out there like it's just a no-brainer. And I'm not saying that. I mean, this is something I'm saying, unless you hear with the ears of the Spirit, you might hear this and be like, man, that's not me. That's not me at all. But I'm just going to say it's possible that it may be you and you don't even know. Now, I'm sure, I'm convinced there will be some that will hear what I'm going to say and say, yep, that's me. That's me. Hands down. I need to hear this. And so, with that being said, um, some specific things of what the Lord was speaking to me yesterday, just in my present moment condition, in my present world. (laughs) And I want to say this. This is pretty profound, and man, I I could spend 20 minutes prefacing this, but I'm not going to do that. I still like to keep these programs around 30 minutes. And man, I'm telling you, you've got to hear this through through ears of maturity. You've got to listen to this through ears of maturity, because I, I hesitate to even say this, because it will be, some people will absolutely misconstrue what I'm saying, but I have to give it a chance. Okay, so listen to this phrase. This, I'm reading my journal as I'm driving. Uh, don't, don't, don't tell my wife. Perhaps something harder than feeling Yahweh is far off is closeness, yet it feels as He is against me. I'm going to read that again. I'm going to try to clarify it a little bit. Perhaps something harder than feeling Yahweh is far off Perhaps something that's worse than feeling like he's distant, far away. God, where are you? We've all had those seasons of our life. If we're honest, come on now. Perhaps something harder than feeling that Yahweh is far off, far away, distant, is when he is close, yet it feels that he's against me. Now, I'm, I'm telling you, we could sit right here and, and like we could all just hit the pause button and think about that for an hour. Have you ever felt that way? I mean, this is for honest people now. This isn't for super spiritual, you know. I'm not talking about hyper spirituality where like, I always know God's near, brother. I know the promises of God. Listen, I know the promises. 
I know the covenantal realities of God and what He says. Now, the problem with this from the outset is you could turn on any televangelist or local pastor right here, right now, and pull into any place should they actually be meeting on this Sunday and listen to a a message that declares that God is always near. God is always there. God is never distant. He's never far. He's close to the brokenhearted. He's this, he's this, and he's this. But yet nobody, few, excuse me, let's be clear, few talk about all of the prerequisites of how God is near and what pushes him away, what drives his presence away. We're just throwing out a blanket that says, God's always close, brother. God's always near to you. He's always right there. Now, we have to be really careful with that. I'm not going to go there today. That's not what I'm talking about. But it does need mentioning that this is no just elementary understanding of like, well, God's always near. Don't you know what the Bible says, Joel? Listen, we don't have time to unpack all these things every time. But what I am saying, again, as I'll try to read this and paraphrase it again as I'm driving, Perhaps something harder than feeling that Yahweh God is far off is when he he is close, yet it seems that he's against me. Now, unless you've been through some stuff, and unless you subject yourself to willingly denying yourself and walking as Yeshua Messiah, denying your own will, your own way, you will never know in a million years what I'm talking about. And that's a hard word. I get it. That's, That's hard and harsh. I would say it's entirely true. Unless you give yourself, and you have daily chosen, man, I was reflecting this morning about my immersion baptism that was almost a year ago to the second, and just what I was going through leading up to that, and like, I, man, I was like, holy cow, I am about to die. The scriptural understanding of I am joining myself into the death of Yeshua Messiah, and I'm not coming out. I'm not coming out. I'm going into a watery grave and I'm not returning. Man, that is no mere metaphor. Don't even get me started on baptism again. Not today anyway. And so what I'm talking about is sometimes, man, in life and right now in my household, right now, I had to be honest yesterday when I was exposing my heart to the king. God, I feel like you're against me. I know you're not. I know you're not. I know your promises. I know you're near. I know that when I draw near to you, you draw near to me. And God, my life is dedicated to becoming infatuated with drawing near to you. I know that that is my trajectory and the purpose of my existence. I know that. I know your promises, God, but man... Abba, Father, like a son talking honestly to his father, like, I feel like you're against me because my life is so hard and it's so lonely and it's so isolating and I'm so driven away by this weird uniqueness of what you've called me to, but God, why? I don't like this. I don't like being strange in every environment I'm in. I don't like bucking the system. I don't like asking questions. I grow weary of disagreeing and saying, but has anybody ever thought of X? 
God, I'm just tired of that. I feel weary of well-doing according to what you've called me to do. I'm just feeling like you're against me, God. I know you're not. I know that I know that I know that you're not. But God, everything in my natural man feels like you are against me. So I just started appealing to the Father. God, help me. Help me. In your excruciating nearness, God, please show me mercy. That's what my wife was praying last night, man, as we drove home late from an all-day time together with God's people. She's just like, I just feel overwhelmed saying, God, please be merciful to us. This hurts. This is hard. We are seeking you with every single thing that we know. And friends, this is why mere Christianity cannot, it cannot make it in hours to come. We've got to have something much more substantial. We've got to have intimacy with our Abba Father. We've got to have intimacy to cry out in honesty and say, Oh God, help us, deliver us. You are our only hope, God. We won't turn to the right, to the left. We won't grumble. We won't complain. We will not throw up our hands and give up and quit. We will not. But, oh God, are you against me? Are you against me, God? <laughs> because that's what this feels like. Well, Joel, you know you're not supposed to go according to your emotions. You're not. Oh, come on now. If you listen to this program, that's something that you hear all the time. I'm not talking about emotion-based spiritual living. But can we just acknowledge that sometimes, man, do we read the prophets? Do we read David? Do we read anything in the scriptures where the people of God said, Oh God, in a righteous way now, not in a grumbling, you know, children of Israel in the wilderness, like, I'm so tired of eating manna, God. Don't you care about me? I just mean like a true place of, Lord, I am desperate I am desperate to be reminded that, God, you are near and you are for me. And as I know I have to bring this to a close in a few minutes, that was the culmination for me yesterday. That was so necessary. Holy cow, I needed it so bad. And that's the good father, right? That's the perfect father. He brings his children food. He's not going to allow us to starve relationally speaking. He's not going to allow us to starve. He won't let us go hungry. Now, he may let us be hungry, <laughs> but he's not going to allow us to starve to death. No way, no how. If you listen to any kind of music, you probably know the song, The Blessing. I'm slow on some things. Who knows how many versions there's already been. I heard the... Um, Elevation, elevation worship version about three months ago for the first time. And I was so moved by hearing that song in the present light of what we're in, in our, in our journeying into the ancient way. I'm like, man, if, if people only knew, if the church only knew what they're saying, because now it's mainstream popular and it's probably, you know, in, in just normal New Testament congregations and like, do we even know what we're saying? Do we know what this is? 
Do we know what we're saying and why and what that even meant? Oh my goodness, that's a whole nother, whole nother uh, episode for sure. But we sang that yesterday morning, and man, I'm telling you, oh my gosh, as we got to the part where where I, the where I was, <laughs> wherever I was in 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 intimacy with the Father. It was like he just kept saying, I am for you. I am for you, Joel. I'm not against you. I'm for you. And sometimes walking out his ways and what comes from it, what comes from other people, what comes from circumstances... Man, we're going to feel like he's against us. I'm, I'm convinced. This is no new rele- revelation. I mean, I've been living this in, in measure for a long time. But right now it's got some unique tweaks to it. Intricacies. That I don't claim to understand, but I'm not leaning on my own understanding. And so therefore, hearing the Father say, Joel, I'm for you. I'm for you. I'm not against you. It was so what I needed. And so I'll just ask the question now that I said I was going to kind of pose a thought, a question before you, and then I said what I did on the other side of that, and I'll make it as clear as I know how, which is, friend, do you ever feel like when you're laboring into the works of God, trying to live on earth as it is in heaven, trying to be conformed to the image of the Son, trying to serve others, trying to endure alongside the brethren, trying to train up your children in the way that they should go, trying to love your wife in the way that Yeshua Messiah gave up his life for the church, trying to walk in humility, in meekness, in kindness, in gentleness, but trying to also be a vibrant, overcomer, victorious spirit man. Alongside other people. And you know what? Sometimes, friends, sometimes this is going to make us feel like the Lord is against us. Because of our circumstances and things that come about because of our pursuit of on earth as it is in heaven. Because of our pursuit of thy kingdom come, your will be done. We have got to be careful that there's nothing that remains in our present understanding that came from just rotten upbringing in the church, friends, that says, you know what? If you love God with all your heart, and you know, everything's going to be rosy for you. Everything's going to go your way. People are going to love you. People are going to endorse your ministry. People are going to throw money at you. People are going to show you favor. People are going to talk good about you. People are going to invite you to come speak at at their church. People are going to heap accolades on you. People are going to love you. Friends, this is not real life. This is not true. This is not true in any way. You're always going to be happy. Everything's going to be great. You're going to be overflowing with joy. You'll never be down. You'll never struggle. You'll never question God. And if you do, then you're backslidden and fallen and you don't even know him. Friends, this is a lie. This is not real life. 
And here's the key, and I'm going to close the door. The key is a maturing son who knows his father can ask questions, can, can labor to endure, can, can raise his hands and his eyes to the father and say, Father, I don't get it. I don't get it, Daddy. If you are a father, then surely you know what this is like with your children. When they, in, in humility, just look to you and say, Dad, I don't get it. I have that right now in my house. I don't get it, Dad. This doesn't add up with what you say. My heart hurts. Are you sure this is right? Are you sure? And then trusting the answer of the Father. And whatever the Father says goes. Whatever the Father says, yes and amen. Father, I trust you, period. Because this is not about my emotions. This is not about me. Other than my submission, my humility, and my obedience. So I trust you. I trust you, Father. And friends, if we can't get to a place where we, we can just openly admit without any concern or worry that sometimes, you know, it just feels like, it feels like the Father's against me. If that's true and how we really feel, then how can we ever progress if we don't talk about it? If we're always just... God's good. Oh, that's right, brother. All the time. Amen. And then we go home, close our door, and we are we're just not true. That's the church I've known most of my life, and I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to perpetuate that anymore. And I know there, there are, are handfuls, dozens, hundreds, thousands of people right now who, who are also saying, you know what, I don't want to do it either. I want to be true. So friend, be reminded today, wherever you are, whatever you're experiencing, if you happen to be someone in any measure who's saying, man, God, are you sure? Are you sure, God? It's okay. It's okay. God's not threatened by our questions. He's not threatened by our unrest. Because he brings peace that's not according to circumstances as the world gives. Not according to my emotions. So I might as well be real. I might as well be true. I might as well take everything that I truly am before him and say, God, here I am. All of it. All of it. And so I'm thankful today. I know, I know, I know, I know he's near. I know it. And I'm thankful for the, for the reminder for me individually yesterday that, Joel, I know, son. I can hear him say it. I know, son. This hurts. But don't think I don't see. Don't be convinced. Don't be swayed that I don't see. Don't even give a, an ounce of attention to it. Remain. Endure. Endure to the end, son. Endure to the end. There's a great reward, and you can't see it. You can't. You can't see it yet. Don't even try. It's hidden in me. 
I believe that's what the Lord's saying. I know that's what he's saying to me. And if he's saying it to you, God, uh, to you, friend, open up yourself. Lay yourself bare. Say, God, you are for me. I've been repeating that, man. You are for me. You are for me. You are for me. You are not against me. So praise the Father, for He is good. He is good. He is exceptional. He is awesome. And I am forever indebted for His kindness and His goodness and His mercy towards me and my household. Go to pathdesign.com. Sign up for that email list. Subscribe. Friends, help us out, please. I want to do so much more than I can do right now. I am telling you, if anybody would give me five minutes to speak, I think I'd drive a day to talk for ten minutes. I'm not even joking. I feel the word of the Lord in my innermost places, ready to burst. If you want anyone to come to your assembly, to your gathering, to your household, and speak the word of the Lord, pray if it's us. I don't know how we'd do it, how we'd get there, or where you would even be, but would would you consider reaching out to us, having us to where you are? We want to share, we want to share in what the Lord's doing in this hour with the body of Messiah. Pat Design Podcast at gmail.com. Reach out to us. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Amen. <laughs>